Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Van Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. It's the scariest month of the year, and the crazy news stories we have for you guys today will show you exactly why that is. This month's Scary Mysteries will begin with a thrilling rescue story of a girl who got kidnapped in Hawaii. After that, it's a baffling case of a Washington State teenager who went from being a missing person to a murder suspect. Going deeper into the episode is the tale of a minister from Mississippi who, driven with guilt, finally confessed to the brutal murder of a family man. At number two, we have a man from Arkansas who claimed that he was Jesus and Satan at the very same time. And he did something unthinkable. Wrapping this whole thing up, it's the true crime story about a son who got his dad arrested for murder. Here are the strange and scary mysteries of the month for October 2022. Number 5. Hawaii Amber Alert For the people of Hawaii's Big Island... Nothing could be more important than keeping their kids, teens, and even adults away from harm and danger. And this, they proved recently. Michaela Dabina and her boyfriend were spending a romantic afternoon on a secluded beach near Anahumalu Bay 
in September of 2022. Suddenly, a man came from out of nowhere holding a knife. He reportedly ordered the 15-year-old girl to tie up her companion and blindfold him. After that, the perpetrator then fled the scene with the female victim in tow. Well, in captivity, Dabino was sexually assaulted several times. It was made to smoke crystal meth. This happened while she was being shackled inside the bus parked in the back of the kidnapper's property. The first to take notice of Dabina's disappearance was her aunt, who immediately reported it to the Hawaii Police Department that same day. In turn, the authorities raised the first ever Amber Alert on the Big Island. Everyone was informed about the situation, and everybody was on high alert. Fearing that they might get discovered, the abductor then decided to leave his place and fled to another. Michaela thought of this as an opportunity to break free. On their way the next day, she convinced her kidnapper to stop by to get something to eat, and according to reports, the two stopped at a cafe in Hilo. While at the restaurant, a waitress immediately noticed something odd about the pair. The girl who was dressed in men's clothing began to make a scene. She argued with the man, and she did it in such a way that everyone's attention was drawn towards their table. And it worked, apparently, because a restaurant worker suddenly yelled out, That's the girl. That's the Amber Alert girl. Another patron sprung into action, helping the crew to snatch Dabino away from the man she was with, and they quickly ushered her to a safe place inside the establishment. At that same time, the other customers took hold of the man, later identified as Duncan Mahi. All the while, someone called 911 to report the situation, and police arrived and immediately arrested the man. The 52-year-old was later detained on charges of kidnapping, sexual assault, and others. He is now held on a $2 million bail. Dabina's family hailed the restaurant goers as heroes that day, and the public couldn't agree more. Knowing how dangerous the situation could get, they still got up enough courage to save that girl and get her out of harm's way. Number four, teen kills and fakes disappearance. Strange true crime cases happen from time to time, and this one right here about a Washington State teenager is among the latest. Gabriel Davies was a 16-year-old high school footballer who went missing while on his way to practice in his hometown of Olympia. The report came in when on August 28, 2022, his car was discovered empty in his family's driveway. Thurston County Police said they found the car abandoned, but what got their attention was the blood inside. They also recovered a mobile phone that had been shattered on the ground nearby. A two-day search operation was immediately conducted. The neighboring Pierce County Sheriff's Office was even tapped into the operation when investigators got a tip that the kid might be in the area. Sure enough, on September 1st, Thursday... Pierce County authorities found the missing teen. But instead of a celebratory announcement, both county officials said that they had instead arrested the young athlete on charges of second-degree murder, burglary, and illegal possession of a firearm. 
To better understand what exactly happened, let's find out what led to this event. See, days prior to his disappearance, a report arrived on the desk of the Pierce County Sheriff's Department saying that a resident in Ording had failed to show up for work for four days. Deputies were then sent out to conduct a welfare check on the 51-year-old, whose name was later discovered to be Daniel McCaw. When they got to his property, however, they discovered that the man was already dead, and he had a single gunshot wound to the head, as well as several stab wounds in the abdomen. Didn't take long for police to find their suspect, though. Surveillance camera footage recovered from Macaw's residence revealed two young skinny males leaving hurriedly from his home on August 28th. They were carrying several items taken from the garage and his house. One of these young skinny males was positively ID'd as Davies, and the other was Justin Hugh, also 16 years old. Details of the investigation revealed that McCaw was actually the ex-boyfriend of Davies' mother. In an affidavit, Davies' father said that his son was approached by McCaw's biker friends to seal something from the murder victim's residence. The older Davies further stated that the gang threatened his son if he didn't do what they demanded. And so together with Yoon, the footballer went to McCaw's home the night of August 28th and retrieved the unspecified items. Yoon was supposedly the one who shot and stabbed the victim while Davies was in the garage. After the robbery, the bikers went through his truck, took the items that had been stolen, and then left the youngsters on their own. During an interrogation, the runaway teen said that he could not remember what happened to him after, or even where he had been during his disappearance. Considering this dubious statement, detectives strongly believe that Davies had never gone missing at all, and in fact, they think he and his partner had run away in an attempt to hide from authorities. If this is the case, then it's probably right to suspect that these teenagers acted on their own when they did this unthinkable act. Number 3. Minister Admits to Murder In August of 2022, a pastor named James Crisp casually walked into a Mississippi sheriff's office. The 37-year-old brought with him a shocking revelation, the kind that nobody expected. Pastor Crisp grew up in an abusive household. He could starkly remember how his drug-addicted parents ripped off their front door and sold it for meth. As is common, he carried with him the problem. He had his first taste of crack at the age of eight, his first snort of cocaine at 14, and had his first meth session together with his father when he was 15. Most of his adult life revolved around drug abuse and drug trafficking. In 2019, Crisp was convicted and sentenced to 30 years in prison for possession of more than 200 grams of methamphetamine, ecstasy pills, marijuana, as well as drug paraphernalia. As part of his bond, though, he was made to undergo a rehabilitation program, and it was here where his life supposedly turned around. Well, in the program, he became a Christian, and later, a disciple in a church called God's House of Hope. He got so involved that he went on to become a counselor, a mentor, and then eventually a pastor. Apparently, for the men of faith like himself, It's of utmost importance that they are free from their sins 
inner demons and destructive desires. As part of his liberation process, Crisp had to do this one thing to completely free himself spiritually. And so, on August 30th, 2022, he walked inside the Monroe County Sheriff's Office and told the chief deputy that he killed a man three years ago. On March 10th, 2019, while he was still under the influence of illicit drugs, he had a physical altercation with a man named Roger Taylor. The 48-year-old Alabama native was on his way to Mississippi to go after his wife, whom he had an argument with. And the last time Taylor's family heard from him was on that night of March 10th, when he texted his daughter that he got lost along his way. That father, though, was never heard from ever again. His car was found a few days later, and investigators found footprints around the truck, but no sign of Taylor. For several weeks, Mississippi police conducted a search operation in the area, but to no avail, he was basically missing for three years. Pastor Crisp's confession finally shed light onto the case. Driven by conscience, the minister told authorities about the murder and even led them to the location where he dumped a body. While he may have freed himself of sins, he is currently booked on a charge of manslaughter and remains in custody on a $150,000 bond. Many believe that while Chris may have to suffer the consequences of his actions and likely be imprisoned, he was at least set free spiritually. For the police, his confession offers a huge development in Taylor's missing persons case. But for the victim's family, forgiveness is out of the question. His admittance, however, may at least give them the closure and justice that they've long been searching for. Number two, father claims to be Jesus and Satan. As ridiculous as they may sound, there are actually a handful of men around the world who say they are Jesus Christ reincarnated. Adding more to this bandwagon would be this father from Arkansas who surprisingly not only claimed divinity, but of ungodliness as well. On August 2nd, 2022, police received a distress call from a neighborhood in Boone County, Arkansas, telling about a man whose leg had been injured. As uneventful as that may sound, the circumstances behind it suggest otherwise. When Boone County authorities arrived, a deputy reportedly found the homeowner named Shannon Cox naked outside his home. The 48-year-old was naked and much to the bewilderment of the responder. This individual in question had a portion of his right leg missing. When asked, Cox said he used a chop saw to carry out the amputation himself, and sure enough, the man's severed limb was found still lying next to the saw. Considering the severity of the situation, Cox was immediately airlifted to a hospital in Springfield, Missouri, And, as of the time of recording this, it still is unclear whether the doctors were able to reattach his leg. Meanwhile, investigators who examined the property saw a cutting machine that was covered in blood. The wall of the house was also splattered. The ensuing investigation later revealed some disturbing facts, because apparently Cox's five-year-old daughter, who couldn't be named, was present at the time of the amputation. His wife, however, was not. During questioning, Sandy told officials that her husband had been acting strange on the day of the incident. 
In her statement, she said that he'd been telling her that he was Jesus Christ and that she needed to get right with the Lord. Cox, though, suddenly became violent towards her and said that he was now Satan incarnate. He allegedly told his wife that he was going to twist off her head and made other verbal threats as well. Scared, the woman left hurriedly, leaving behind their daughter, and went straight to a friend's house. When asked why she didn't bring a longer child, Sandy explained that it was her life that she was worried about and not the daughter's. It was at this point that Cox took the saw and cut off his leg. Authorities confirmed that his little girl was present during the ordeal. The child seemed not to be harmed, although she appeared to be in an extreme state of shock. Considering the negligence and disregard for their daughter's welfare, Shannon and Sandy were both charged with endangering a minor. Meanwhile, officials could not determine the motive behind Cox's self-amputation, although they certainly considered it something very bizarre. Number one, son gets dad arrested. Before they became a staple in forensic investigations, DNA tests started out as recreational activity for people who wanted to know more about their ancestry. Through time, though, law enforcement agencies have realized how important this technique is in capturing even the most elusive criminals. On January 7, 1972, news broke out about the murder of a girl named Nancy Anderson in Hawaii. The 19-year-old had recently graduated from John Glenn High School in Bay City, Michigan. And in search for opportunities, she moved to the Aloha State, where she had a job at McDonald's. Reports around that time said that a roommate of hers in the Waikiki apartment had just woken up from a nap when she found Anderson dead on the floor. She was swimming in a pool of her own blood. The autopsy findings revealed that the victim was stabbed 63 times. The stab wound to the heart was the one that ultimately killed her. Investigations were made, but the lack of leads and information forced police to put the case on the back burner, and for more than 50 years, no one knows who killed Anderson in Hawaii. But all hope was not lost. At the height of the investigation, detectives were able to retrieve a DNA sample from the crime scene, and in 2020, the Honolulu Police Department decided to seek the help of Parabon Nanolabs, a Virginia-based genealogy lab, to create a profile based on the evidence they had taken. Results then came in the following year, and it pointed to a certain Tudor Chirilla. Hailing from Reno, Nevada, Chirilla was still 27 years old when he worked as a grad assistant at the University of Hawaii back in 1972. So this certainly put him at the time and place of the murder, However, police had yet to test his DNA in order for them to link him to the crime. It was a challenge, but earlier in 2022, Mr. Chirilla's son offered to provide authorities his DNA. Then a partial match was made, and this suggested that the DNA belonged to a relative. This prompted investigators to secure a warrant to obtain the suspect's DNA. In less than two weeks, police were able to confirm that the sample taken at the crime scene matched exactly to that of Chirilla's. Without wasting any more time, police arrested Chirilla, who, as it turned out, was actually a former deputy Nevada attorney general. 
He was apprehended without any incident at a Reno hospital where he had been previously admitted for an attempted suicide. He now awaits extradition to Hawaii where he would stand trial for a heinous crime he committed decades ago. As to what motivated Chirilla's son to voluntarily offer his DNA to the police, we still don't know. What is certain is that this case has once again proven that in this day and age, no one technically gets away with murder. It's only a matter of time before justice will catch up with the wrongdoers. So even if the bad guys have managed to elude authorities this long, their time may soon be up. So that's going to do it for the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for October of 2022. Hope you guys stay safe out there this Halloween season. And if you're craving more true crime podcasts, go check out our Everytown podcast because every town has a dark side. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one.